Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. internet and welcome back to the intoxicated podcast if you are a new listener this is a drinking podcast with some heart think of it like a podcast variety show i invite friends on from various walks of life and we sit down have a drink and talk about it this week's episode was a lot of fun my friend ed stopped by for the podcast over the christmas break and we drank some apple crown royal and it was absolutely delightful got a little uh, a little day drunk with ed and this episode was a lot of fun because i did take on kind of a storytelling approach which was amazing so ed and i actually didn't even really know each other that well uh, before recording i had only hung out with him one other time and so it was really cool to sit down and get to know him more So Ed spent a chunk of his life working at a sex store. So he had some interesting stories to tell all about working at the sex store and actually stopping shoplifters. So if you're curious about what people steal from sex shops, keep listening because you will enjoy this episode. It's really, really funny, really entertaining. And we do go off on a lot of tangents, but um, it's they're good tangents. Talked a bit about online dating and different moments that kind of shaped Ed's life. We also talked about creativity and sexuality and the importance of a sex positive environment to sort of feel safe in who you are. Um, so it's really, really, really cool. Also, did you know vaginal beads are a thing? Because I sure didn't until I talked to Ed. <laughs> so Ed has, he has seen some stuff. I mean, you know an episode is epic when you actually pull up you porn during it. So that's all I'll say. <laughs> it was a really fun whiskey-induced talk with Ed. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode because I had a lot of fun with it. If you're a returning listener, you obviously know by now about intoxicated reviews. But if you are new to the show, make sure to go over to iTunes or wherever you find podcasts and look up intoxicated reviews. This is another channel we have that's dedicated to TV and movies. And it is hosted by my friend Corey. He covers both 80s and 90s movies as well as current movies and TV. And he has a lot of stand-up comedians on. So actually this week, um, we did see the return of Peter White. Peter White is back on the podcast with Corey. So go over and check that out on Intoxicated Reviews. You won't regret it. Give us a follow and a like on social media. That would be on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast, on Twitter at in underscore toxicated. And feel free to send in any questions or feedback for us to our email. That is intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear and if you've been enjoying the show, we would really love it if you did leave us a iTunes review. I guess it's now called Apple Podcasts, but you know, I kind of interchange iTunes and Apple Podcasts. A rating or a review on iTunes would actually go a long way for us. So if you enjoy what you hear, we would love it if you did that for us. We would appreciate it a lot. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed this story time episode with Ed. Oh, hello. You have Darth. Yeah. I call this one Darth, <laughs> and this one is uh, the Stormtrooper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Crushing darts and breaking hearts. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, shall we get into it then? Yes. Ah, oh, okay, guys. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. This is Sarah, 
And today, I'm here with my friend Ed. Hello. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. We're only like two glasses in of uh, mm-hmm. some whiskey. Yeah. We are drinking. So I asked Ed what he wanted to drink, and he... <laughs> You said... Crapple. Crapple. And I was very confused. <laughs> and I said, what the heck is that? And you said it was Crown Royal Apple. So this mm-hmm. is like apple-flavored whiskey, essentially, right? It's magical. It is magical. And I love it, Aww. for the record. Glad and I could introduce you to this. This is my third time drinking whiskey on the show. First time was just straight bourbon. Second time was Old Fashioned's made with bourbon. I like them too, but everyone was like, they're going to be so sweet. They're going to be so sweet. And I was like, this literally just tastes like whiskey to me. I don't know. Maybe we made them wrong or something. Like it just literally tasted like whiskey. So we did the simple syrup thing. We didn't use simple syrup. We used water and sugar. Okay. It's always a good idea to like... Do the simple syrup? Well, there's so many different recipes for it. Even though like, it's funny you say water and sugar and I'm like, (laughs) boil the water and sugar, dude. And so... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if syrup. I'm just making the stupidest fucking argument. No. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there's something chemical. Wait, maybe not chemically, but at least physically where the molecules are all like. Oh, uh, they do the things. Yeah. People can't see the hand gestures no. I'm making, but. Uh, they can't. It was just a mishmash of. Yeah, can you fucking see that? <laughs> um, but uh, I, um, I think there's something that happens and. My partner actually makes the most incredible old fashions next to a bar in Banff. Mm. Um, but uh, like, add add some liquid smoke. Okay, okay. So yeah, because we we did everything else. Like we had bitters, mm-hmm. we had sugar, um, we had orange peel and mm-hmm. cherries, and I even added a splash of club soda because yeah. I wanted to. And like I said, there were so many recipes that I saw. And but regardless, my mm-hmm. friends did not let me water it down. They were like, "This is what it is," and I was like, "Okay." And I drank it, and I was like, "Literally, this just tastes like whiskey to me. It doesn't taste like." I don't know. It was it was good. I'm warming up, but this is my favorite whiskey yeah. that I've had thus far. So thank you for suggesting this. Oh, I will say, next time you make an old fashioned, put some liquid smoke in it. Liquid just smoke. Like a little one drop okay. in a simple syrup, and it just gives it a smoky. Mm. Makes it feel like you're drinking around a campfire. It's fucking magical. Damn, that's that's yeah. Fill up your glass, sir. Okay. <laughs> Ed's not driving, so I'm like, I'm being very kind. I'm just like, fill it up, fill it up. So let's do a cheers. We always start the show with a cheers, and we get the sound of the cheers. Yeah, and it's bad luck if you don't drink it after a cheers. It's so good. Yeah, it's also bad luck if you don't spill it into the other person's glass on the off chance that they've poisoned you. Ah, Jesus Christ. But I'll trust you. I, I, For now. I will not poison my guests. I need I need that content. Okay. Um so me and Ed actually met on a video shoot. Yes. And which is crazy because I look back and I was like, that was so much fucking fun. So you did a, a video shoot for two friends of mine who are in a band. Mm-hmm. And uh I've always wanted to be in a music video. <laughs> like, one of the most... <laughs> that was a really funny hee-hee. Um, so I kind of lived out like a dream in a small way doing that. Because when I was growing up, I watched uh, the music video Always by Bon Jovi. 
and yeah he's like yeah yeah laugh away laugh away don't care yeah. but that brunette in that video I was like I want to be her and yeah. I want to be in a music video I don't want to be an actress yeah. I just want to be in a music video mm-hmm. I guess that involves acting in, in some way a little bit yeah um, yeah look I'm pretty sure that Rosanna <laughs> video launched Patricia at pa- Patricia or uh, wow I think I was just <laughs> I think I just drank myself into a speech impediment. Um, Ro- Roseanne? Yeah, Rosanna by Toto. Oh, okay. But it was like a, the video that like put the song, like, yeah. like it was an like iconic music video. But See, yeah. that's always to me. Always is an iconic yeah. music video, in my mind. I always, I always have to giggle a bit when I hear Bon Jovi. <laughs> just the name. Because I, I have a dear friend that... Uh, and uh, he's he's sort of conceptualized a Bon Jovi cover band, Shut but it would up. be solely on banjo, and it would clearly be banjo. Ban-Jo-vi. And I just pray that, that someday that happens. that happens. I would you'd have at least one person downloading that, and that would yeah. be me. <laughs> I, it's a guilty at pleasure. least one. It's a guilty fucking pleasure. Yeah, yeah. It's and okay. that's my karaoke song. Yeah. Always my Bon Jovi is like my go-to karaoke song. Oh, that's a, that's a, how, does, how does that one go over? It's an interesting choice. Usually not well, but yeah. I but like, you know, my rule with karaoke is, is that you don't have to sing well, you just have to sing loud. Sorry, did I hit the bell at the wrong time? No, I'm excited. You can hit the bell whenever. Okay. The bell is I mean, like, don't overdo it. There was def- <laughs> there was definitely one episode that I was like, ding, 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 yeah. ding, like almost too much, but but no, you, you fucking hit that okay. bell whenever you want. Okay, thank you. So Ed and I, actually, we haven't hung out that much. But we just had a big old powwow before the mics turned on. Yeah. Um, but when I told you to come on, or you actually reached out to me and wanted to come on. Mm-hmm. I didn't even bug you. I saw your Facebook post. I was like, yeah, that sounds fun as fuck. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we don't know each other that well. So I actually asked you, like, <laughs> via Facebook chat, like, just, like, an hour ago. I was mm-hmm. like, what? What? What are we going to talk about? Because, like, we could just sit down and, like, get to know each other and talk. Mm-hmm. But I was like, give me some topics. Give yeah. me some juicy topics. And you, you, you gave me some topics. Yeah, yeah. So, Once you said juicy, I'm like, okay, that's, uh... <laughs> you said yeah. sex parties? Yeah, Working at a, a porn store? That's how what started my whole life, really. Really? Yes. So maybe we should start there. Probably. So you worked at a porn... Okay, so, but yeah. you're from... You're from the States, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm from uh, the uh, most inbred redneck backwoods state in America. Where are you from? I'll just leave that up to the listeners to discover. How long were you there? Uh, I was only there for about six years. Okay. Thankfully, like, I moved away as a child. Otherwise, I would, you know, have to be at war right now. Oh, no. That's that's what my people do. We either work in coal mines or we go to war. And because there are no more coal mines, because, you know, who the fuck likes coal? Nobody. No one. No one. Not uh, the one. Except for Donald Trump, apparently. But, uh, yeah. fuck, <laughs> fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Good. I was like, when you yeah. said you were American, I was like, I'm 95% sure yeah. you're not a Trump supporter, but, like, there's always yeah. that 5% chance that, like, you might sit yeah. down and be like, I love that guy. Listen, sir, we're going to talk about guns. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no. Yeah. And I mean, no. Uh, yeah. I, I try not to get political because I'm like, I'm just going to open a can of fucking worms. Yeah. But, but, but anyways, <laughs> you, the point is, is that you moved to the land of the free. You moved mm-hmm. to Canada. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and you've been here most All, of you. Almost my life. Yeah. yeah. So I don't even think that that really... The important parts of my life. Yeah. I think the only thing that, like, carried over from America was I still really like guns. Like, really? I mean, you're a guy. Like, it's, it's guys. like, you know, I, I feel like I, I carried a bit of the ammo sexual with me. Okay. Because, uh... Interesting. Yeah. Is like, that a thing? Uh, I... That's how I would describe it. Like I've I've definitely heard that term bandied about and it I feel like it legitimately describes Mm. why people really like guns because like for one, on a scientific basis, like firing a gun triggers the same sort of hormonal responses as, you know, your first kiss. It's, um, it, it's like a release. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's. But you, you just do it at shooting rains and stuff, right? Yeah. Like, I, 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 <laughs> you yeah. Should, but yeah, I yeah. didn't see that guy. Yeah, we'll see how this fucking interview goes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was um, like, there's always an aspect of, like, talking to someone new where mm-hmm. it's like, are they going to jive with my sense of humor? Yeah. And you're good. Yes. Yeah, shit. clearly. I like, it. I like it. Oh, God. Um, but um, I feel like it's because there it's a nation of about 40% amosexuals. Mm. And they, they are, because they had the enshrinement in the Constitution. Yeah. They, uh, it's, it's really too bad Jefferson, you know, Jefferson and Washington weren't like, just let anyone get married to anyone. And, right? Uh, and, you know, actually, like, I mean, technically they did kind of put in provisions for, you know, personal freedom to just be great. But, uh, you know, the amosexuals won. And and it's, uh, like, let's be honest, a large portion of the population. I And, you know, congratulations on your sixth year single-versary. <laughs> but... You have to. I love that you threw that in yeah, in the you, midst of all of this. You like you have to admit being like on Tinder and mm-hmm. that the vast majority of dudes are just pathetic human beings. <laughs> that was like almost a half angry hit. Yes, yeah, like I love how you muted that with rage. You're <laughs> so correct, mm. and it's. I've started doing something good, though. Mm-hmm. I've started coming across dudes with just the worst pictures. Like, there was a guy, and dear God, sorry for listening, because it is in my Tinder profile that I have a podcast, but mm-hmm. he his picture was his shirt over his head with yeah. his chubby chest sticking out. Yeah. That was his only picture. And I was like, you know what? Rather than swiping left and just bitching about this, yeah. I'm going to swipe right and send him a message yeah. and do a good deed. <laughs> and I said, Greg, dear Greg, yeah. I'm sure you have nicer pictures of yourself, even just halfway decent pictures. Put anything else up yeah. than that because no girl yeah. is going to see that and go, mmm, I want that. <laughs> or even look at it and be like, oh, this is a guy I want to get to know. Yeah. Like, and I was literally... I, I feel literally, like there was probably no bio attached to it. Not really. Okay, no. yeah. There rarely is. Yeah. And the guys that do write a lot, it's always the same thing. It's, oh, let's go to the gym. And mm-hmm. I, I'm i up for new experiences or yeah. like... I'm looking for a partner in crime. 
<laughs> yeah, it's all the same, and it's <sighs> but the picture choices are like that's the thing. I'm like these might be decent guys, but they are not presenting themselves correctly at all. Mm-hmm. And I, I was I don't think I was a bitch about it. I think I sent a really good critical message, and I was just like, literally, the only reason I swiped on you is to tell you this. Aww. So sorry. So, but yeah, at the same it. time. I'm really kind of fascinated about this. Yeah, because how not- did Greg respond? Because shots to the ego are more painful than a shot to the balls for most uh, people no. that aren't ready or able to handle rejection. He okay, so because my first message was like, "Why did you get <laughs> yeah. that picture?" And, did- and he was, and he just responded like, "Oh, you know, <laughs> like I was just goofing around. I just thought it was funny, and I'm yeah. not big on pictures. I know, like." At, like girls like they take a thousand pictures but like I don't have a thousand pictures and I was like yeah but do you have like any other pictures and then he actually edited his profile in that yeah. moment and added like two pictures like where it actually showed his face and I was like that's great just delete that other one now. Yeah. <laughs> like you still kept that yeah. other one in there just delete it and he was actually like he was fairly receptive but like mm. when I kept going with it and just being like yeah man like you're you're not making it easy for us mm-hmm. like like you could be a great guy but based on that picture you look like a fucking yeah. douchebag like and I, I I didn't sugarcoat it and I was like yeah. literally like I just really hope this helps you and I hope this gives you better results and he was just like yeah okay and he just kind of shut it down then yeah. unmatched me <laughs> oh no but I started doing that yeah. recently because I'm yeah. just like I don't know if men know hmm. like they, they might just think like oh this is gonna get a reaction or mm. this is gonna get them talking to me and it's yeah. like yeah, my Wonder Woman on a snowbank picture gets men talking to me, but all I get is is like, "Ooh, Wonder Woman!" You're oh, I'm wearing a Wonder Woman shirt right now. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I'm starting to notice the trend here. They <laughs> they see that I I, I like that picture exactly, but they see the Wonder Woman costume and they expect me that they think I dress up like her all the fucking time, and I'm like, no, I do it like That's every now and then. It's a little fetishy. So I I've, I've removed any cosplay picture because I'm like this is unfair mm. to me because it's yeah. making me seem like a cosplayer when I just dress up for Halloween. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, but Tinder's fucking yeah. terrible. No. You're not on it. You're uh, you have a partner, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I wait. I'm gonna jump back to this in a sec though because we were yes. on ammo sexuals. Oh my god, let's go back to ammo sexuals. <laughs> fucking yeah, I just deviated so hard. I just wanted my chance to rant about Greg. Yeah. yeah. I've been holding it in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Greg, if you're out there, bud, good on doing, you for changing. I hope you're doing well. I hope you, yeah. got, I hope you got more matches. <laughs> I really do. What if you like, found his soulmate because you know, of that'd me? That'd be amazing. Like, like if just like um, you know, a week or two after that fact... He just, you know, he matches with someone. He thought she was pretty cute. And they start chatting. She's like, you just weren't like all the other guys. It just wasn't a pic of your abs. And he's like, thank you. And it's all thanks to me. And then, like, somewhere, like, whispered into the wind, like, thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, (laughs) what other women are doing this? I don't don't know. We bitch about men online all the time. Mm. And I'm no, I've been known to post a screenshot every now and then, which people don't seem to approve of. <laughs> Some people don't like that. They're like, that's really rude of you. And I'm like, no, if you're talking to me, if you're disrespecting me on Tinder, I'm calling you the fuck out. Yeah. And it's, uh, that I think is one of the, like jumping back to America, the yes. homosexual, that is ultimately 
I, I and I'm glad we at least don't have the culture of violence sewn into it here in Canada. No, yeah. Because I mean, I feel like being a girl on Tinder in the states, you know, if you had your Instagram linked, would just be even Worse. fucking way more oh, terrifying. Hundred percent. Because yeah, like the vast majority of dudes are very pathetic human beings that have a horrendous problem with rejection. And, you know, personal insecurity Mm -hmm. and every, every sort of ounce of their being then gets tied up in building up the, the masculinity in the form that it's sold to them. Yes, yes, yes. Not in terms of, because I, you know, it's funny to say, but, uh, we did a comedy show in Halifax once. Ah. That... I think was very positively received because, um, and I mean, the term toxic ma- masculinity is banded around a lot. Bandied? Banded? Banded? B- been around? Ban- banded? <laughs> There's a proper term there, but like, before drinks too. Has been banded around a lot because it's very, very appropriate to, because, like, that sums up a lot of America. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like ours was very positively received because it was, for one, it was a a show called The Dick Holes. And for two, it was very sex positive. Yeah. And very sexy. And And it was called The Dick Holes? The Dick Holes. And overall, it just had a message of unity, which was, Mm. we all come from a dick hole. (laughs) <laughs> Each and every one. You're right. And it's 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 like uh, I I feel like it's funny because it was uh, while it was uh, like the characters that were portrayed on the stage was the quintessential most pathetic human in the history of ever. Ron from New Glasgow <laughs> <laughs> likes to go to Tim Hortons. Uh... Give, him, give him a call sometime. Uh, uh, T.T., who was the most masculine of them all. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Vinnie Maple that just couldn't understand why why he wasn't the center of someone's universe yet. Right. I love and, it. Oh, I wish I had seen this. And uh, it, uh, it's, it's funny because, you know, seven years after the fact, still get messages about it. Still, yep. like, you need to do it again. We probably never will. We Bring did. We back. did two. Uh, the there was there was a. I mean, there was definitely a lot of weed involved, but I mean, <laughs> a lot of it was. It was done exactly one year apart. Mm. On two years for uh, for astrological reasons, exactly one year apart. Astrological um, reasons. Yes. None of us are into astrology, but we had a really awesome neighbor who was an astrologer. Two <gasps> awesome neighbors who were astrologers. And they they kind of, uh, like, you know, threw out these particular dates. And then, then uh, and you know, after a lot of marijuana and, yeah. and an epic life-changing trip to Peru. Jesus. Things sort of fell in line to create two of these shows and two... Uh, kind of explore the id. Interesting. Id. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. And yep. and the sort of sex positive a- elements of masculinity in a really comedic, damn, 
and wicked musically formed. <laughs> was, this a, was this a live show? Yeah, yeah. So it was just done uh, two years in a row at uh, at the Seahorse. Like the, the owner there is just such a is arguably the most important person in the music scene mm-hmm. here in Halifax mm-hmm. because all of his clubs have have brought about the greatest music that has come out of this place. So and, true. So fucking true. Yeah. And I uh, just um yeah, it's uh it's it's funny because it's uh it's uh for what is such a seemingly offensive show on the surface became became was uh I mean I I feel like South Park has guided my morality and presentation of comedy my entire life. Whereas you can you can offend, you can be awful, you can be a selfish human being, and it uh, at the at the same time it's like yes you can do all those things, but you have to have a very straight moral center and be true to yourself. And ultimately, it's kind of one of those things like you know, I mean, there's a great Reggie Watts song called. You know, a song about apples. Okay. Which, Apple! Yeah. <laughs> Apple um, whiskey. Which, uh, <sighs> very, which probably summarizes quite well my entire philosophy on existence. But Damn, I'm gonna ultimately, yes, you gotta watch that. It's, okay. it's incredible. But, uh, it's, um, I mean, ultimately, you kind of need to do what makes you happy. Yes. In order to live a happy and fr- oh my- a fulfilling life. Otherwise, you're just sort of trying to, you know, cram yourself into roles that... Don't work. Don't work. Totally and true. as long as that isn't infringing upon other people, yeah. then you get, you know, ultimately was probably, you know... Call me, I mean, granted, yeah, yeah, every nation has a constitution, but because I'm American. American. <laughs> I think ours is the best. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, is I mean, the founding documents, and I mean, like, the fa- like the founding documents of a nation are, of, and especially America, and I say especially because they're the only ones I know. <laughs> 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 but it's, uh, I mean, like, I, I have a lot of respect for the people that built a nation. And yeah. if you really, like, we're going to go so far off base here for one second. Isn't you're on the right show. But. Off base. Hell my fuck. The Smithsonian has online actual captures of the Jefferson Bible. Wow, crazy. Have you heard of this? No. Okay, so the Bible is just fucking a pile of shit. (laughs) (laughs) However, Thomas Jefferson, one of the, you know, founding fathers of America and third president, went through the the King James Version with a fucking razor, cut the whole thing down to like 170 pages, and just cut out all the Old Testament garbage and cut out... Everything except for the history and moral teachings of Jesus. Right. The whole Bible, once he was done with it, was like 170 pages. I could even read that. I know. Like, I sat down in like an hour and a half and read, <laughs> read the that whole much. Jefferson Bible 
So I was like, this is actually like it's it's kind of you know you you get that uh, it, it's just it's so cool kind of seeing the beginnings of philosophies Damn, where yeah. you know like it's it's like reading uh, I mean uh, like the Iliad like where yeah. the form of the story came from. Right. It's only a few thousand years ago, which is a drop in the bucket of like how long we've been human and mm-hmm. how long the universe has been around for but it's 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 really phenomenal like you know taking something like you know the iliad the form of the story the hero or the like the jefferson bible which uh uh you know 170 pages and it's just like you know it it, it was some it was kind of like cut down to essentially like Jesus was a kid, you know, Jesus was born to two poor parents in a shit in a fucking barn. Yeah. And then it's like, six years later, Jesus was a smart kid that liked to go to the local temples and was just known as this kid that just fucking asked questions until the fucking, until the philosophers was like, go away, Jesus. Like, Fuck off. They just like, but like, they loved him, but he would just like, sit there and like, why? You know. <laughs> These Why? great, these great philosophers for hours and hours and hours and for you know days, and then it's like you know a little while later he's a you know social, you know he's a social anti-capitalist organizer who yeah who you know had all these followers that um, right oh it's a, it's that's uh, crazy it's really cool but uh, yeah I well, fucking hell that and, that seemed to have changed your life. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, that and reading the oh, what was the uh, uh, the Bhagavad Gita? Never heard of it. Yeah, I know we're so off base right now. That's okay. But, but uh, off base is fine. Good. That like like I said, like this is a tangent yeah. show. I don't That's why Jesus invoked me and created editing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's yeah, this book? Oh, the Bhagavad Gita is one of the like pillars of Hindu spirituality. Oh, okay, cool. And it's the uh, it was uh, the legendary quote when Robert Oppenheimer set off the first nuclear explosion in the, okay. in the at Los Alamos. Uh, he, you know, being the fucking genius that he was, you know, just did a direct translation from Sanskrit in his head, and a reporter happened to hear him just mumble the words I I am become death destroyer of worlds (laughs) Jesus Christ (laughs) and uh, and uh, but uh, yeah it's uh, it's like this crazy fucking spiritual journey of you know this general Arjuna sent out to destroy is sent into battle and he wants to, right before the battle, he wants to go to the center of the battlefield and look at the faces of all the people he's about to kill. Wow. And just as he gets there, he just breaks down, just completely mentally breaks down because he does not want to do this. But it turns out that his chariot driver reveals himself as God. And, like, the whole conversation, has a conversation with God in the middle of a battlefield and this has this epic poem and it's just damn i want to that's crazy yeah like uh um, interesting yeah chat and uh, i'll have to check that out hey, can you find yeah. it on google oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. oh, <yeah. laughs> 
And uh, oh, sorry, I'm such a millennial kind of. Yeah. Sort of. I'm not really though. I'm not technically. Just download your fucking Kindle. Right. God. I actually don't have one. Well, I don't have. I only have a phone and a computer. Sorry, I'm only here to plug Amazon products. It's marketing. It's <laughs> ruining everything. Amazon what? sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So porn shop. Do porn. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go yeah. from that. Yeah. To how you were to a porn talk shop. Talk with God. Talking with God too. <laughs> okay, porn store. Porn store. Was that one of your first jobs? Yes. Oh my God. That was the last job I had before I started my career. Right. My, my college. Was it on education. Your, and it's career. on your resume and everything. Uh, you know, sadly I took it off after about. Three years, because I got a really good reference from there. It's funny. I worked there for a month and a half and got employee of the month. <laughs> what the heck did you do? Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm American and just, you know, turbo aggressive when it's really uncalled for. When you're selling, when you're giving recommendations No, it wasn't so much about this. Nothing to do with sex, because, ah. like, it's... Uh, you know, if you're aggressive when it comes to sex stuff, unless it's super consensual, then you're just a fucking ass. However. <laughs> it's very true. Awake from your meditation. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, no, I just, uh, uh, I would, uh, I would chase down shoplifters. <gasps> and, uh, and I'm glad I did because I got, like, one of the best stories of my life out of it. Tell it, tell okay. it, tell so, it. So, okay. He's getting in. You need more. Do you want here? I'll get you more. Oh, yeah, more ice. More ice. There we go. This one needs. You need a refill for the story. We're tucking in, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So. (laughs) Please tell me if you, like, don't want to drink anymore, because otherwise I'll just be like, drink. Yeah, I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. (laughs) 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 Yeah, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Be nice to the host. Um, I'm keeping that in. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, um, I was I was hired there because a friend of mine, a theater friend of mine, was working there. Knew that I needed a job during my college times. It was flexible hours, and um, and uh, knew that I was a perv. Um, and <laughs> nice, but uh, so. I apply, the manager, awesome, awesome dude, love him still to this day, but, uh, got, got hired and, uh, it was, it was such an interesting job. <laughs> you don't for say. For a number of reasons. Uh, for one, it was like, it wasn't just porn, it was like porn and dildos sex and toys. lingerie and sex toys and, and just sort of everything sex related. And... And that was, you know, that was pretty exciting for a little while, but um, it, uh, it it also at the same time, uh, according to my girlfriend at the time, it was like a bit of a libido killer because the fetish section was like, there were certain, okay, I have this theory that if you lost a world war, you need to get revenge on the world somehow. And you're going to do that with your porn. Oh, God. So, like, the German and the Japanese 
have gone on to create the most demented oh, shit. demented porn in the history of the world. Damn. And so, like, like uh, I mean, I, I count myself as a person with a pretty high sex drive, but it's like sometimes, like, after work, when you've been, like, restocking the German section of, <laughs> of like, and you just, like, every, just, like... Anything like any even <laughs> thought about? I feel like it. you're going through PTSD right yeah, now. A little bit, a little bit, because like some of the shit you see, you can't unsee. You just can't unsee, and, that, and, and then you can't get horny like, because you're like, this yeah, is so fucked. it's like, and I remember one at one point I was like, I I asked my my coworker who who worked there, I was like. What's the difference between a kink and a fetish? Mm, Which is a, like, I didn't realize how profound that question was at one point. And it's a very, very kind of blurry lines. And the two are often used interchangeably. They are, yeah. But his, his sort of explanation was typically a kink involves some sort of external object or action Whereas a fetish involves some sort of modification of the body itself. Okay. So you get something like, like when you've, you know, just restocked fucking monster farts and, and monster clits and in the German fucking section for, you know, half an hour and you're there <laughs> looking at DVDs with, you know, of like vaginas and clits that have just been attacked to fucking attacked by shot vax. Oh my god! And you just you know you're getting a little fucking herpy. Damn. And, and uh, yeah, it's like you know once you go home from that for a bit, it's just like I, you need a decompression uh, time. Yeah, it's like I love you. Just like let me get super baked and just like not, forget what I not, saw today. Just just uh, burn this out of my memory because. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, yes, that's how the German and the Japanese have gotten back at us. But, uh, and, you know, whatever, good on them, they won. You do you, boo-boo. Yeah. But just, we don't want to see it. Yeah, but <laughs> apparently people do. I mean, like, uh, there was, uh, you know, that is a tough job to keep a straight face in. I was going to say, because you must Holy get shit. odd requests. Or, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but what I love about a porn star is, is like, mm. there's no shame. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even if you, if you, if you saw. Actually, sorry, I would disagree with you. There's a lot of shame. Well, it's. I mean, we're all kind of shamed as we're growing up about our sexuality in a lot of ways. That's very true. That's very true. And I guess the, the interesting thing was. The the people that typically have no shame are the ones you really wish had shame. That's true. Yeah, because like uh, you know, and uh, like I was a really great dildo salesman for one reason. Quote of the, quote yeah, <laughs> like I mean, what was oh yeah? Why why were you a good dildo salesman? Well, because <laughs> because um, for one, the people in there buying a dildo. There's a number of, like, a lot of women would, you know, be coming in, and what you hear 99% of the time is, I'm buying it for a friend. Like, okay. Yeah, right. And so, you play into that. It's my friend's bachelorette party. Yeah. I'm buying and, her a gift. And oftentimes, it's people, like, 
uh, hilariously enough, in retrospect, I sort of regret this because I've probably made it like really difficult for a lot of boyfriends in the local area because one of the easiest and best sells was this like this pink plastic very simple vibrator called the silencer oh my and so God. like well um oh so it's your, for your friend oh your roommate oh, okay so okay so <laughs> when, and when they would say roommate like then it's like okay, so they're they're trying to fuck themselves in a place that is very thin walls, yes. probably or a dorm or something mm-hmm. like that, because uh, you know typically like first dildo buying time is like <laughs> nineteen to twenty four. I would say so, yeah, for sure. And like around the time that like high school boyfriends are ending and yep. and college totally boyfriends true. begin, but um, or girlfriends or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. <laughs> um, but uh, it was just so funny because it's like, oh, okay, so it's for your friend. Uh, oh, your roommate. Okay, so you probably don't want to hear them fucking themselves. Oh, uh, no, no, probably not. Okay, so you probably want the silencer. This thing starts at zero and goes to 150. Doesn't even go to 100. Goes to 150 occasionally sometimes. We fire one up in the store and we'll just... See who can hold it in their hand the longest oh my before they're numb up to their elbow. And that, like, when you say something like that, their eyes just, like, you see their pupils dilate, like, yeah. oh my god, yes. I'll and, take it. Yeah. Take my money. And so it's like, <laughs> and it's completely silent. And that, uh, completely? Like, no. Completely. I don't believe that. Oh my god, yes. Because, like, I have one that's pretty silent. Yeah, this thing, yeah. like, nothing. It really? Was crazy. Even on, like, as long as you were holding on to it, as long as it was in a viscous medium. As long as it wasn't, like, on the table. Yes. On the bedside table. Yeah, because if you sat on the bedside table, it's like, your lamp was gonna explode. Like, like, this thing, like, like, I've, you know. It just breaks the table. Yeah, yeah, like, it it was fucking wild how powerful this thing is. Like, I, I would compare it to, like, operating a fucking, like, imbalanced weed whacker. Jesus for, <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> And how for, big was it? Was it big? Like, it was big. Like, big it was, again. like, it was, you know, probably, like, fucking, like, nine inches long and reasonably girthy. And that's the first one. And it was plastic. So, like, just straight yeah. up plastic. So it was very easy to wash. Mm-hmm. And like just the simplicity and the raw power, and like it, it probably like yeah, like I said, it was just so powerful that I feel like because I mean vibrator sensitivity is a very it's something you got to think of when oh, you get into the fucking vibrator. He's game. a good spokes spokesperson for this. So silencer vibrators, if you want to sponsor the podcast. I can just take what he said just now and use that as the ad. Yeah, yeah. They just, like, they just flew off the shelves. Literally. And, and uh, like, that was probably, that had part to do with the employee of the month thing. Because it, uh, you, you know. Were just to, convi- uh, convinced, yeah. You were just convinced, you just knew how to convince people. Exactly. To buy it's it. like, you know what? People want to fuck themselves. Typically in more ways than one, but people just want to fuck themselves, whether physically or metaphorically or whatever. 
um, because we're all a little self-destructive in nature. Yeah, but, of course. Um, or, in silence. We want to do it in silence. Because the vibration takes away from it a bit. It does. Like, that it does is, take away from it. Yeah, that's not... A, like, no one wants to hear... Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> click the shit out of that mic. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like people just want to fuck themselves and privacy and silence. and silence and, and you know, get deep into their own mind, gasm without yeah. the neighbors or their roommates knowing. And so, yeah, that was probably a part of why I got the employee of the month because I was just making those fucking... Silence fly off the shelf. But the other was I was really good at nailing shoplifters. Okay. Like there was there was one that was just kind of like funny because um it was the Are you looking up the silence? Totally or? am. I hope they still make that thing because like Oh yeah! Is this, this it? That's the one. Yeah. Like it's so simple. It's just like plastic. Fucking like That's gently really plastic, gently ribbed, like nothing to it, and Jesus fucking Christ is it powerful. <laughs> Love honey. Yeah. Sponsorship. But okay, so you, yeah. you were good at yeah. Look catching. Them up. Look them up, they're great. I want to. Um but... I'd love to get like a sex store from Halifax like sponsorship on this because I talk about it a lot. Yeah. But yeah. So you were good at catching shoplifters. Yeah. From yeah. the sex store. So I'll start off with the more Tame of okay. the two shoplifters because one is a bit of an involved story. Um, that uh, hilariously enough, I, I was like invited out to go and tell it at a, a storyteller's sort of thing. Um, after just telling it drunk at a party once, um, but uh, yeah, and now like, you're drunk in a podcast, yeah, woo! But the first one was, um, it was rather amusing because it was like you know, a couple comes in, they're just like wandering around the store. Uh, just seeing what's what's up. Just browsing. Uh, browsing, and they take off. And we're like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that happens all the time. People just wander in, browse a little bit, and take off, whatever. Until my my coworker, she walks around the. She just does a little walk around the store, and like about five minutes after they leave, and then suddenly I just hear, "What the fuck? What's up? Uh uh-uh. Those people shoplifted. Like what?" What do you mean? It's like, they they stole a really little butt plug and a set of vaginal beads. <laughs> which, which was funny because it's like, I, and I'll explain why the little butt plug is funny in a second. Um, or you'll realize why. But it's funny because those two things for one vaginal beads are shit I've never even heard of that yeah like the they're, they're they're like anal beads but they're for vaginas and these ones were like they essentially stole the two cheapest items in the fucking store <laughs> because you know one was a fucking butt plug the size of my pinky finger lame and like yeah yeah toughen up uh no uh but <laughs> But the... Maybe it was his first butt plug. Maybe. (laughs) I have the feeling it was hers. Oh! And the vaginal beads were like... None of us would recommend these to customers. We just kind of had to keep them there. But they were were like anal beads, but they're for vaginas. And they were held together with... 
with sort of a, a string. Yeah, that's exactly was, what I'm picturing. Yeah, but the the weird thing was it wasn't a rubber. It was a cloth string, which hygienically speaking is just Ugh. like, no, don't, don't fucking do that because, like, you need to be able to wash all so your many shit reasons. thoroughly. Yeah. And so we're like, what the <laughs> fucking fuck? Okay, well, I guess we have to call the cops. Yeah. So I hop on the phone. I call the cops. Like, hey, how's it going? Um, yeah, so we had some shoplifters <laughs> at the sex store. And, um, yeah, they're, like, I just stepped out the door and they're just casually strolling down Quimpool. And, uh, oh, description, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> like, I hate to say this, but this is the most identifiable couple you've ever seen, ever. <laughs> Uh, one, uh, about a six foot eight, 350 pound black <gasps> dude with the biggest afro I've ever seen. And his girlfriend is probably four foot 11 and ginger. <laughs> oh my God. And they're like, okay, thank you for this. Like I hang up two minutes later. <laughs> they come back <laughs> the in? phone rings. Like, yeah, we found them. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, didn't get far at all. Yeah, it's like, they're, they're just, like, like down still co- window shopping down Quimple, and That's they get picked up. That's fucking hilarious. And, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, we found them. It's like, okay. It's so if you're gonna shop... I mean, don't shoplift. Yeah. But if you're gonna shoplift, like, get something better than that. Yeah, like, <laughs> From I... From the sex shop, like, damn. It was... I felt... I almost felt bad for them if it wasn't so fucking stupid. Well, and especially because you said it was like the cheapest thing. Yeah, like really, was, you couldn't drop the money on on that. Yeah, like if it you was. Really wanted it. it was like, like I'm pretty sure it was like under twenty bucks worth of shit. And uh, you know, unfortunately, his employees were obligated to call the police in the event of shoplifting, and it's like, wow, of oh all God. the things to get as your record, and not to mention. I gotta hand it to the police. The police... Did not... Did, were they... Did they crack up? <laughs> they, they, they kind of made our evening. Yeah? <laughs> because uh, uh, later on, a couple hours later, a police officer shows up and, and he's like just trying to stifle his laughter. It's like, so yeah, we um, recovered your two items. Here you go. Um, <laughs> like... We can't take him back, but thank you. And everyone's just laughing their ass off at this point. He's like, so, um, yeah, not gonna lie. We thought it'd be kind of funny if we, uh, if we didn't book them down in the basement area, but book them upstairs in the public area. Oh my God. <laughs> and then just left their items out on display. <laughs> so oh my god. This couple was like sitting in the public area of the police station like underneath a shelf of a like tiny little butt plug and shit little vaginal beads. Ah! And this was like this was a fucking like summer afternoon oh that they my did this, God. and you know here they are spending three hours at a police station with like a little tiny butt plug fucking just above <laughs> them at the police station. Are you proud of yourselves? Yeah, and I'm like, 
I'm pretty sure the police went light on them. They're just like, okay, this yeah. is... Because, uh, I mean, fuck. Theft starts at 5,000 and goes down and then goes up and there's no other divisions. Right. So it's like you could have stolen a 98 Honda Civic or a fucking $7 butt plug. (laughs) And Ah. that will get you in the same amount of shit. Oh my god. And uh, it was... uh, (laughs) Holy like shit. I almost felt bad for them, but at the same time, it's just sometimes people do something so dumb. They're like, you know what? Uh, just learn your lesson. You gotta learn, and if you have to learn that lesson when you're in your mid to upper twenties, then that's when you gotta uh, learn it. That's when you gotta learn it. Yeah, and I, I mean, hope that couple's doing well. I hope they are, and I mean, I hope it didn't dissuade them from. Butt plugs and yeah, like at the same time they've purchased them. Yeah, I mean I can see why they bought the little tiny butt plug because of probably the size difference between these two human beings. It's like you know, just the other day I heard a story about how a pit bull, like you know, a, a pit bull. What was it? Pitbull fucking, like, pug combo came to be. Oh, God. And you're like, oh, my. Oh. Oh, yeah. Christ. That's and then terrifying. you look at certain couples and you're like. How? Are you guys okay? Like, y'all right? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's like, I mean, like, you know, we're such a biologically diverse species. Yes. It's so <laughs> it's true. Like, Oh my fuck. So that was the tame one. That was the tame one. The other one is fucked. <laughs> Do you have time? Can you tell me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love this. So, uh, so a step up from the butt plug and the a vaginal. Step up from that. <laughs> I was just, uh, yeah, my. Um, I, I keep in, in touch with uh another friend of our our legendary mutual friends oh okay uh but he was he was um uh it, it's so funny you ever you know those people that you're you're part of their life for a very small period of time but sometimes you deflect them on such an important and life-changing decision hmm. um my coworker at that sex store, um, I years like probably three years before, three, four, maybe even five, I don't even know. But like when I was in grade eleven, he got me into recording arts by he had a computer that he left at a friend's house and just like, Yeah, I got some recording programs on it, why don't you, you know, have fun? Me and three friends spent an entire summer like making an album just because ah. we're, you know, we're musicians like oh mm-hmm. let's try to record an album and so this friend of mine who I've like you know just sort of had like friendly jovial contact with over the years but never kind of like solidly spent any real amount of time with incredible guy like just one just one of those humans that warms your heart every time I love that just like uh, yeah. like I got I got in the habit of a friend of mine who I did an album with, uh, older fellow, but he just calls everyone sweethearts. Uh, if they're sweethearts. 
and uh, uh, like just an absolute sweetheart. And it's funny because his decision to leave a computer that he couldn't take with him at a friend's house for a month started my entire career. Oh wow, um, that's crazy! But it's funny because just uh, like uh, our our mutual friends that are in Toronto now, they Mm -hmm. uh, posted a like you know. You know, share, you know, Chris, uh, memory, blah, blah, blah. So far away at Christmas, would love to hear some sort of memory you have of us. And with those particular ones, I just thought it'd be funny to write, like, you know, post removed due to violating Facebook's community standards, which is super appropriate for those two. Um, but then it, um, it was, uh, you know this uh, this this other friend of mine. I posted that because I've been away from all you know the vast majority of people that I call family and friends and loved ones for a number of years now, and uh, and uh, his yeah he posted just all caps porn store, <laughs> and that sort of just rehashed a bunch of these hilarious memories. The other which being. My second shoplifting encounter. Yes. Which was. Oh uh, my god! I'm leaning, I, I'm the like, anticipation is like. Yeah, I'm leaning forward for this one. Leaning so, forward. Myself and uh, a coworker were uh, were working one very busy sunny July day, and there's something about the beginning of summer. <laughs> That just gets people fucking wound up to fuck. (laughs) And so it was so weird. Like, you know, Saturday afternoon at the sex store was fucking bumping. Booming. Like, if it was sunny and beautiful, you just had people coming in and out constantly. Any given time, there'd be 20-some-odd people in the store. And, uh, And so, you know, this particularly busy day... Uh... This this fellow comes in, you know, pretty skeezy looking motherfucker. Yeah. And um and uh my my coworker leans over to me and is like, Ed, can you keep an eye on this guy? He was kinda known for stealing our tip cup at Subway. Ah uh... It's like, okay. So, you know, he's he's in the store for probably ten minutes and I'm trying to keep an eye on him, but there's just so many customers coming through. That um, that lost track, but all of a sudden, he just just comes like marching up to me, pointing his finger, and it's just, it's a weird thing when someone like marches at you, <laughs> pointing a finger directly really at weird. you. Like it's there's very few normal <laughs> social circumstances where someone marches at you pointing. <laughs> And, and so he just comes right at me and stops just short of me across the counter. It's like, you, sir, are responsible for the degradation of all these people's minds. Oh, come on. To which I respond, no, I'm not. <laughs> and he responds, yes, you are. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and... At that point, my coworker who was standing beside me, the other cash, was like, oh, just get get out. Get the fuck out of here. Go. Just go. And she yeah. shoes him out the door. And he leaves. <laughs> and everyone in the store was, you know, kind of like, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's over. Yeah. Cool. 
So, at that moment, though, like, I kind of look across, and I see a bunch of empty packages on the ground. I'm like, oh, oh, for fuck's sake. So, I walk around the corner, and you can see uh, this, like, big giant glass dong and the African lover. (laughs) A very large, like... 11 inches large <laughs> fake cock uh you know cyber skin and everything like a strap on or like a no no it was like it, uh I can't remember I think that one had the plunger handle oh so you my could, like, dear god stick it to a tile wall um uh. but like this like it was fucking huge like scary huge like 11 inches of just like a, Pure magic. Uh, just like, <laughs> someone tripped and fell on this thing. Oh, there we go into the fucking ER. Jesus. But it's uh, so you know it's it's a weird situation to wrap your head around. That is very it's bizarre. Like, you know some you know kind of skeezy like homeless guy wearing a Canadian tuxedo has just stolen two. Massive fucking dildos, like shit. Like the African lover is so large, you could fucking knock someone out with it. And it's dense rubber, and it's yeah. Like Google it right now. I'm googling because like it like oh I wrote the African queen uh, (laughs) lover, and then put dildo because like (laughs) like you gotta be specific. That's true. Yeah, images and yeah. Oh, shit, it is huge. It's fucking monster. Wow, there's one in an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably what it is right there. That's veiny as shit, too. Yeah, like, it's huge and massive and just, (laughs) like, it's the size of my fucking forearm. And Jesus Christ. I mean, I appreciate the fact that people need something to work up to (laughs) in life. But it's like sometimes. At what point will you impale yourself? Like at no. what point will it become like unsafe? I've there's a lot of things in that store that made me sort of wonder, and I also have a lot of nurse friends. Yeah, ooh, and it's mm. it really makes you wonder why. Like, I mean, I get the why. We all want to push ourselves to be bigger and stronger and faster and meaner and maybe not meaner in the sense of like, yeah, dick. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, when you get to a dildo the size of your arm, of your arm it's, it's just, it's fucking wild. Yeah, that's wild. But, um, so yeah. Mine's so fucking tiny. Like, I feel the need to up my game now. Well, no, don't, don't, because like, you're just gonna spend most of your life disappointed if you. That's true. If you're single and on Tinder, there's yeah. reason a lot of those dudes are on Tinder and single. Dang them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and because uh, I don't know, I feel like you know, call me crazy, but I feel like word of that thing passes around the community. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. No guys like to admit that that's a thing, but it does. Girls talk. Yeah, they do. And Listen, if we're being judged on everything about our bodies, yeah. we can judge you on your dick. Exactly. <laughs> and that's completely fair. 
Because, I mean, there's very, like, the list of standards of judgment between the two genders is horribly skewed. Oh, 100%. Yes, and it's it's just, and, you know, that's why things like the African lover need to exist. That's true. Because, and, like, you know, hopefully in the Christ fucking 14 years since I worked at a sex store, they've maybe upped the sensitivity of the names of these yeah, things. seriously, though. Like it's, I haven't been in a sex store in a while, but I'd like to, like, look around and see. Yeah, like, it's, um, I don't know. I kind of hope so. I yeah, feel like really. It's, it's interesting. I feel like the sex industry is arguably one of the more socially progressive industries because it kind of yeah. has to. Yeah. Like, between, I mean, porn is often regressive because the producers of porn are still off or like still often often male and like they've become the ones that are still around are very firmly entrenched because they have a long history and the operating capital to keep going but it's like the new sort of generation of porn the um the etsies and um not overly versed on this, so now it's yeah. just, like, now I'm opining atop Mount Stupid, like, you know, like <laughs> knowledge of a topic versus yes. a willingness to opine on a topic. Yes. But uh, like, yeah, like Etsy's, I, yeah, they're it's like they're fucking exploding in their popularity because they're just realistic, awesome, re- fucking great, respectable porn. Ah, what's it called again? Etsy's. It's yep. not like Etsy the store, like that, where uh, you go no, buy. No, or I'm, I could be mispronouncing that. Look it up for a second. Is it I E T S I E S? I think it is. I'll just put porn on the end because you know that will help. You can buy porn on Etsy, apparently. Weird. According to this Google search. Damn it! I don't uh, know. Just, just go to UPorn for a sec. <laughs> Okay, like, the, the reason case. I won't go to you porn is because of the recommended for you suggestions that are going to pop up on the first page. Oh, no, no, I won't judge. No, you know what? I realize how personal that, that is. That section, the most personal. What have I been watching lately? Listen, uh, watch okay. a lot of. I watch a lot of like. Um, girlfriend lets the guy fuck the babysitter. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a great scenario. Okay. Okay, I'll either lean away. Okay, here's what I'll do. I won't I go to YouPorn. I want yeah. So I'm going to go But if, it, if it's reasonable, you should let me see your recommendations. Because I would almost, I would no, almost I say can't. that like YouPorn suggestions are way less embarrassing than YouTube suggestions. <laughs> no! No fucking way. Is it? Did you see it? Yeah, I don't want you to see this. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> what am I looking up? E.T.? I think it, Etsy's? It's, uh... At let me just see. Hurts it like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really fun? is really a. Uh, you know what's really funny? Just watching. Your... You know what's really funny is the fact that I'm doing this on the podcast yeah, right now. Wait, er, Maybe try E R T. E R T. Normally, if it's like something popular, like it would come up as I'm searching it. Yeah. You know, like. So maybe. 
Maybe this could be something that we will correct in the intro. Okay. When we find out what the real pronunciation is. But yeah. really, what you're saying is, is that it's good porn. It's good. It's just, like, they've, like, gone for the realism market. Like, real couples, real... Well, because um, that, that's good. Amateurs where it's at. Exactly. Well, not always. That, the yeah. older I get, the more I appreciate produced mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's just because... I don't know why. I just do. Mm-hmm. It just looks better. I think I have a thing for like porn that looks good. I just you like know really well shot. Yeah, well shot. Well shot. That like that's no pun intended. <laughs> but, but going uh, back to the guy who stole yeah, the dildos. So, I mean, sorry, so off base here. And, it literally you know, opened you porn on this yeah. podcast. This I'm, is amazing. I'm so, I'm just, uh, like, I'm gonna go back to those videos that I saw there. Yeah. <laughs> well, sad wouldn't show me your recommended. I run such a gamut. Wildly, you know what's so funny? One of my, a friend of mine, one of the most upstanding community leaders of like in the region. Probably like career in politics. Okay. One of the most inspiring human beings I think I've ever met in my entire life. I like opened up YouTube on his computer one oh, time. Oh no. Oh no. And his entire recommendation was world star hip hop fight videos. <laughs> say that like you were you were typing in you and yeah. like his porn stuff no like porn would have been fine it's like yeah yeah you're whatever you're living your life everyone loves the fucking porn no matter how fucked up it is <laughs> but no it's like i just opened youtube and like the full recommendations was world star hip-hop fight videos like, hilarious dude, <laughs> dude. I mean, I don't judge people on their YouTube recommended because it's complete garbage and mine would probably be pretty embarrassing too. But Really? Dude! <laughs> his do you have his any response, you know, besides the fact his face was turning kind of red, was like, there's nothing more real. <laughs> wow! Shit. That's so funny. <laughs> I, I, I argue with that. That's amazing. But yeah, so... Two fucking dildos are missing. <laughs> Ned's on the case. And Ned's on the case. So, I go, oh, for fuck's sake, okay, well, this, you know, fucking super sketch dude in a denim tuxedo has just stolen two <laughs> massive dildos. What do I do about it? Well, okay, gotta go and it's like, yo, you cool to watch the store? Yeah, I got it. Get him. <gasps> And you're so, reminding me of Lucas from Empire Records right now, and that scene. Shoplifter! Uh, yeah. Lucas runs after him. Exactly. <laughs> Except I, you know, I had two options. It was like I was either going to grab management, which was about a 14 inch long pipe wrench, or the can of bear spray. Okay. So I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to go for the distance weapon. So grab the bear spray run out the door full speed and the second I like explode out the door it's right there (laughs) and this has been like he's been gone for like four or five minutes and it's you know immediately you're like this is the worst fucking getaway ever dude (laughs) is he a bigger guy 
Like, no, was he much no, bigger like, than you at all? Was, he was shorter than me and about Damn. the same frame, like, not <laughs> jacked or anything. And so, you know, tear out the door expecting a big chase. And just, he's there just standing with a shopping cart. <laughs> okay. Uh... Change of approach. <laughs> yes, kind of change it up. Put the put the bear spray into my back pocket. Yeah, yeah. Better make that a little subtle because you're not technically allowed to use that on humans in Canada. <laughs> Buddy, gonna need the dildos back. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh huh. Oh, Christ. <laughs> so it's two p.m. on a sunny Saturday <laughs> afternoon. On Quinpool in Halifax. Uh, Busy shopping day. Everyone's milling about. And at the same time, this was the point in my life where, like, it's kind of fun to make a huge scene. Yes! <laughs> and it was, like, pre-everyone has a cell phone camera days, so you just didn't mind making a huge scene because... You're not going to end no up No one's going to put it on yeah, YouTube because it doesn't fucking exist. Yeah. So, you know, of course, like, all right, buddy! Give me back my dildos! <laughs> so he starts oh, arguing. You said my. Yeah. <laughs> like, I personalized the issue because, I mean, Why you know, not? for one, my is a lot easier than saying the full name of the store. Mm -hmm. But it's just kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Like, and, you know, maybe that's why I got employee of the month. But, yeah. uh, so, you know, this, like, yelling match ensues. Like, give me back what you stole. I know you took those. We have you on camera. Give them back. And then finally, just like a moment of tranquility comes over him. And he reaches into his pocket and just passes me a plastic package. And like, uh, no, this, this is a knife kit from Canadian Tire. Like, kitchen knives and shit. <laughs> Uh, you, you didn't steal this one from me. I'll just, I'm uh, yeah. I gotta give you this one back. Oh my um, god. But no, give me back the dildos. And so we argue again. And like, I didn't take them. Like, I know you took them. Again, we have them on camera. I Finally, love that you're yelling moment. in an old man voice as well. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, let me take a drink of whiskey. Like, it sounds like the same person yelling back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Let me work on my radio play voice. Remember, <laughs> that didn't work. So I'm screaming, give me back the dildos. And he's like, whoa, have them. <laughs> Finally, another moan of tranquility comes. And he opens, like, just opens his denim jacket and the glass dildo falls out. Does it break? Doesn't break. Like, thank you. I pick it up. Hold it, because it's too big to fit in my pocket. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, give me the African lover. <laughs> oh, that's all I do. I was like, I know you have the African lover. I know it. You left the package for that one. And, uh, like, so another argument ensues, like, there was a lot of arguing in the first 10 minutes of this interact. And another moan of tranquility comes. And this, but this time it was like, it got very, it's just innocent looking and Aww. sort of 
like sad. touch, like sad, like. But it was went... it was like conciliatory. I don't know if that's the proper term, but it, you know, he sort of you know crouched down a little bit, and he reached into his jacket and passed me a bottle of yellow Listerine as a peace <laughs> offering. It's like, even with the sort of anger and annoyance of the situation, I was like, you know what? I see what he's trying to do. Peace offering. Peace offering. Yeah. I, I can't accept it. <laughs> because I I hope to do greater things with my life. <laughs> like, I... Th- th- thank you, sir. Thanked him. Like, I, I appreciate that. I can't accept it. I just need the African lover back and we can both go about our day. And at that point, he's like, I don't have nothing. And he gets pissed and he just takes off walking with him and his shopping cart and his Canadian tire pack of kitchen nice. knives. It's like, fuck, fucking hell. Yeah, really. So I'm like, damn, I can't let you go without getting the African lover back. Give me back that dildo. And I don't have the dildo. And he's walking. And I'm walking behind the sign. I'm like, I'm going to call the cops. Yeah. He's like, fuck you. you just, I got nothing. And, and yelling match ensues. By this point, we're down by the McDonald's. And I'm like, fine. Yeah. I'm calling the cops. So I call the cops. I'm like, hello, 911. It's like, yeah, I'm dealing with the shoplifter. He stole a giant dildo. <laughs> Sex store. <laughs> and like, um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Description is he armed? I was like, well, technically he is, but it's in those really shitty plastic packages that no one can go to open. So, uh, like, he does have a lot of knives. But they're not like. <laughs> but they're accessible. still in that shitty plastic packaging. And unless he has other knives, then I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> So they're like, uh, we understand if you're going to follow, but please stay a safe distance. I'm like, okay, that's cool. So we walk a couple blocks together, and I'm still yelling about the dildo, and he's still telling me to go fuck myself. And I'm like, well, I would, but I don't have a dildo. Still. And, and finally we get to the corner, like, corner of Oxford, and he takes a turn down in the residential areas mm-hmm. of the town. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake like you know granted this is kind of more entertaining than being in the store but at the same time it's like there's people sh- around i got shit to do and my co-workers probably swamped like i feel bad yeah and so but that's when things took like a really weird turn oh, where i turned man. into like i had to turn into a june like an elementary school teacher because he stops at one point he yells at me a little bit and then just leaves his shopping cart there and starts walking up a driveway. Like, hey, what are you doing? And he turns around and is like, I have to pee. I'm like, well, you can't pee in that person's backyard. <laughs> and his response is, I have a colon. <laughs> to which my response is like, that was a little left field. It's, it's hard to formulate a response to something that left field at the moment. I was like, well... I'm not sure what that has to do with peeing, <laughs> but come back here, right? Like, I kind of took on the, like, You were a teacher. 
like scolding junior high teacher persona. Yep. It's like, you get back here right now and you push your cart back to a bathroom on Quinpool. And no word of a lie, it kind of let out this like <laughs> sound. Like he was really disappointed, but he understood that that was the reasonable course of action if he had yeah. to pee. And so he walked back to the shopping cart, but he still continues into the residential area. So for a couple of houses, this continues. He keeps trying to walk into people's backyards to take a pee. And I'm like, no, you get back here right now. They're like, oh, I got to pee. I'm like, all the bathrooms are back that way. Get back here right now. And so this went on for about three houses on the residential area oh until finally God. the police pull up beside us. And the first cop that hops out was just like, Good afternoon, Roger. And, and, uh, and so he hopped into their car to hopefully go and sort his shit out. Hopefully go to the bathroom. Yeah. Interesting thing, though. We never recovered that dildo. That is? Wow. Which makes you wonder, where did he put it? <laughs> Seriously, though. Seriously. No. And, like, like I mean, you told them it was two. Yeah, we told them it was two. And the cops and didn't like, tell off about didn't, it? No, well, they did. They're like, we didn't find it on them. Must have, like, threw it somewhere. It was, there's one of two options, really. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which just... You know, it just, just let our, adds to yeah, the mystery. Let your mind wander. Because it was there. funny. Like let I got back to the, I got back to the uh, the store, and and uh, my manager that was there, uh, like uh, the other coworker had called her and was like, "You should probably come in. There's some shit going down." And she came in, and afterwards, me and her just started like walking around all the air, like the areas that he, yeah. he was in. And, yeah. you know, just wondering if, like, you know, some poor bastard in a South End neighborhood is going to be like, oh, my God, is that, a, is that my three-year-old someone, kid playing with a dildo? Someone got really lucky that day. Yeah. Someone, like, came out onto the sidewalk and was like, mm-hmm, I found it. Yeah. And it's so... It was... That's yeah, hilarious. The mystery was just never That's solved. Epic. But sometimes it's I mean like it's it's like with the plank constant. What's that? Um so at one it's negative forty three power of a second mm-hmm. is the point in time that we don't know how the laws of physics and the universe behave past <laughs> that. And we probably never will. And that's the that's the African lover. And that's sort of my own personal African lover to, you know, the eminent physicists of the world. <laughs> uh, because it's, you know, it's a mystery that will just, you know, likely never be solved. Oh my god, I hope we can solve... How... This was long ago, right? Uh, cray, yeah. This was... God, it would have been 2003, I think? Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. So, no, sorry. Uh, 2005. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was, and that was the last job I kind of had before, you know, career starting. But it was, uh, 
Yeah, yeah. That it's, could give you some skills, though. It does. That I mean, job. I, feel, I was really lucky to sort of wind up, you know, while I was still here getting, you know, doing some... Uh, just getting involved with all of the sexiest people around here. I was just going to say, and... like, you're part of that community. I'm so jealous. Because <laughs> the coolest people are part of that community. Well, it's, it seems like a lot of fun. but it's, it's so much fun. But it's, it's like, I guess, I mean, honestly, some days I wish I was part of that physics community that was working on the plant constant. <laughs> But then you think, I'm going but, to sex parties. Yeah, but then it's like, at the same time, I'm like, uh, you know, I also, those are the type of people that work like 60 years on one theorem, and then half of the people that have worked that long on that one theorem, something comes along, it's like, yeah, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's That's just true. Like, it's like... Could you imagine working you're, you're, 60 years of your life on no. something... Just to be told in your dying days, no, nah, you're wrong. Yeah, that would be bad. Like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm much happier working in the weird, freaky arts. Hey, yeah. How does one get involved in this community? Like, that's my yeah. main question for you because I think mm. it goes into like who you know. Yeah. So big time. Um. The. It's it's definitely one of those here. Let me pull up on Facebook and be like, you know, here you go. <laughs> these people will get you into it. Um, <laughs> but like, do you need to be invited to these things, or can you just show up as yes, a normal person? It is. It, it's totally, totally invite. <laughs> uh, Which I I, t- I totally understand that. I mean, it's for, intim- for as someone looking in on it, mm-hmm. it's fucking intimidating as shit. It is. I respect yeah. it so much. And like, we have a mutual friend. Mm. I won't name names, but like, mm. she was essentially just like, well, just, just let me hook you up with some people. They'll bang you. And I was just, I'm, I'm just like, oh, but I'm so shy. Like, mm. like, I don't know, me as someone who's never been to any type of party like that. Yeah. I have so many questions. Like, what's the etiquette? Like, how no, do you the, go? Like, yeah. like, like, what do you do? Cause like, I'm utterly fascinated, mm. but it's so far, far removed from what I'm used to but that like, I would probably still be the mm. awkward person in the corner eating the food well no the cool thing is <laughs> there's no food oh okay uh, but... good because i don't mix <laughs> yeah. food with yeah sexy yeah because you know you're one like the one comforting go-to we all have at a party doesn't exist so. uh, no so true. but no the 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 cool thing is is for one um like they're the linchpin of the community and our mutual friends are like just the greatest, most welcoming, oh, lovely human beings ever, yeah. and just everyone. It's it's uh, it's 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 one of those things. It's like for one, the you know the number one step to creating a community like that is weeding out douchebags, of course, and which is. Not the easiest thing in the world to do. Can imagine. But at the same time, uh, there's very strict codes of conduct. Yeah, which and, I I respect so much. And it's it's a it's it's interesting because once you have uh, sort of whittled people down to people that can respect mm-hmm. a 
a code of conduct for a club, then you can, like, not just because it's rules, but because it's people. Yes. And it, uh, it creates such a nurturing and healthy environment. Yeah. Because, like, one of the, it's, it's really unfortunate, but because of the prevalence of douchebags in the, in society and the world, you, a lot of sort of rules get created. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, society moves along at the, uh, you know, pace of the slowest members of society. So the true. ones that are disrespectful, the ones that are, you know, criminal and yeah. violent. And, and so the rest of us are kind of dragging along the dregs. That's kind of how we have to work. But at the same time, it's like when you eliminate... You know, when you just start from a very base of eliminating the people that can are disrespectful human beings, then you have already created an environment that is very safe and sex positive, and that is just having those people involved, whether it's like whatever the sort of gender division of such a particular event or or party is Mm -hmm. it 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 just like immediately creates a safe space uh, a safe safe space and it's like that is a that is a term that kind of gets bandied around a bit too much these days but in that scenario it needs to be it it just needs to be a safe and respectful environment because everyone is in their most vulnerable of states and when you when you have people that sort of are are very protective of of such a uh, of of such sort of vulnerable people in their most vulnerable states, it um, and have gone through the due diligence of knowing who everyone is. Yeah. Then it uh, it really creates one of the most. I mean, that's like, uh, I think that is so intrinsic to why I've, you know, spent my life in the arts versus anything else. Anything else. It's the most creative, open minded people. Yes. Really is what it is. At the same time, when you're in that space, you are the most vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's like. you've ever been. Yeah. I mean, like, arts and. I feel like arts and sexuality are intrinsically linked in a lot of ways. Yeah. And it's it's like a, a state of vulnerability where you create the world you want to live in in, in so many different ways, yeah. whether it's arts or sexuality, that that you the it, it sort of requires a certain type of of person. And I mean even nowadays it's you know, it uh, it was very sort of like. Do you think people are ashamed? That's because uh, that was my next yeah. question. Like, if you're part of this community, mm-hmm. do you think it's becoming more less taboo to talk about? Uh, definitely in our society, which I think is pretty fucking bomb. Yeah, and um, it's uh, in our society, we're definitely, I'd say, as a culture becoming. For the most part, more sex positive. At the same time, the word culture is—I don't know what it yeah. means anymore. Yeah, very true. Uh, and uh, I 
don't know. It's just such an arbitrary word. It's now. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I would say I would say probably in the North American culture, in terms of the values that we've sort of uh, espoused as um, what is is ultimately important is individuality, sex positivity, and and I guess that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's what we've sort of held up as one of our ideals. So yes, um, we also—I mean, let's be honest—we we all sort of come from a weird Puritan religious, ba- Catholic religious background. Yeah, oh um, yeah, that um, is is fighting that for us, but. I don't know. It's, um, you kind of like hope and pray that people like Greg. The Gregs of the world. The Gregs of the world. Goddamn well, Greg. I know a lot of great Gregs. We, yeah, we, we know. We know a lot of great Gregs. But, uh, specifically referring to, you know, fucking soft abs, Tinder Greg. Tinder Greg. Of yours. Um, that the Gregs of the world will realize that when they uh, when they approach and personalize every sort of sort of person around them, and you know refuse to objectify, refuse to uh, sort of uh, demean or or just dehumanize. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's it will. It will ultimately sort of kind of empower everyone around them. And that's 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 kind of the really beautiful part about a scene such as that. Yes. Um, is that it is immensely empowering. Because even when you are in such a vulnerable state, you, for one, never feel unsafe. Yeah. And... For people that you you have to deperson like not sorry not depersonalize but uh, not take anything personally, mm-hmm. you have to remove sort of uh, the the stigma of rejection. Yeah, that's huge. None of us like all of us are sort of ter- like we're all terrified of that. Mm-hmm. From for so for so many reasons to be terrified of rejection. The fact of the matter is, no one is everyone to everyone. No one's gonna avoid <laughs> it entirely. Yeah, and no one like like no matter how. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, it, it just goes to show. It's like there's you know there's uh, I I think statistically speaking, it's like. Yeah, money does buy you happiness up to about $140,000 a year. But at the same time, I mean, it's like this was a particularly tragic year yes. for the deaths uh, the su- deaths by suicide of some of our most beloved artists yeah. of the you know, the world over and even they feel the sting of rejection and defeat and there you go. and you know not not being able to fully accomplish that very pinnacle of what's that the pyramid of needs yes and it's like it's 
Mm-hmm. It's really kind of uh, it's sad that that has been ingrained in us so much that it becomes a you know vicious mental illness for some people. But you kind of hope that by creating such positive and encouraging, but at the same time uh, scenes that say yes, you may be rejected, but don't let it. It's not. You know, it's like with all things sort of, uh, I mean, there's a there's an incredible book called The Four Agreements, mm. which is this this book of uh, Peruvian wisdom. And and uh, one of the chapters is just called Take Nothing Personally or something along those lines. And along the lines of whenever you feel attacked, yeah. it's not about you. It's them. hundred percent. That's something the, that like, yeah. it took me so long. Yeah, and it's to to really grasp that. It's very easy to it's very easy to externalize, you know, and yeah. and you know, feel like the victim. Yes. But when you do that, you're simply, you know, destroying the power that you have to be like, "No. Yeah. I'm a decent I'm a decent, reasonable, loving human being." I may not be the right person for this person. Yes. But I am still a decent person. And in by getting past that, not taking things personally, you know, getting past rejection, it's that's what we sort of need to strive for. And that's what, you know, sex positive environments, let's just that sort of really, really kind of help along and cement in people's minds because the people that are in those scenarios are very confident. Yeah, that's so true. It's just a really... And it's, you know, the same goes for when you're creating art with people. You're in a very vulnerable state because our ideas are sacred to us. 100%. Things that we want to express, things that we want to get across. And so it's... Yeah. It is very, very... Uh, a very profound in numerous different ways experience to throw out an idea first and throw out something you've wanted to get across or something that's very important to you and one of two things happens it's either accepted or it's people are not like no that, no it's not and it's rejected so... and one of the things you have to get past is well will you still do it if this you if... know it, like, I can't take this personally. It's just an idea. I'm a flawed human being, and I've created this idea. Maybe the idea is flawed, or maybe this is just not the right environment for it to exist. To grow, yeah. With, or in, and grow. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's uh, there's this, you know, great Brian, Brian Eno line in a Danielle Lenoir documentary about, about creativity where he's saying the most promising, you know, sometimes the most promising seed, the healthiest, the largest seed off a tree will land, but it lands in a completely unforgiving environment, environment and it just can't grow. But sometimes the tiniest seed that didn't have a chance just lands in the most perfect, rich environment and it's able to grow into what it could be. That's so true. And uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I feel like sexuality and creativity are so intertwined. In so that, much so. In that, that uh, it's, uh, it's uh, I don't know, I guess. I've just, I've never met someone who was creative that wasn't down to talk about stuff like this. Mm. 
Like, you're, you're so right when you say that it is intertwined. Like, no. creative people are normally very sexual people. Yeah. I think. I think there's a reason for that because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's all sort of states of, you know, putting yourself in these very vulnerable states. Yeah. I mean, that means something different for... For everyone, but it's uh, but it may it doesn't make it any less beautiful. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> I never thought a, a podcast that went from stories about stealing dildos to like would be so <laughs> profound and deep. Holy shit! Well, on that note, I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it in my on my floor. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh man, this this has been this has been fantastic. Well, thank you. I suppose we shall wrap it up with Ed. Oh. I'd love to have you back on, though. Yeah. I got questions about Polly. I got I got mm. tons of questions for you. We'll do a Skype one sometime, maybe. Yeah, we um, would, but that's too impersonal. Well, not now that I'm we've hung out. Now that we've hung out, it's <laughs> yeah. good. Okay. Um, You'll just have to edit out that 400 millisecond delay that makes it really oh, yeah. awkward when you're always talking on top of someone. Uh, it Not makes the editing good. harder, but if <laughs> if a great guest is far away, yeah. I will make it fucking work. And don't worry. I can ramble like a motherfucker. And don't worry. If we do it via Skype, I can have you porn open the whole time and you wouldn't see shit. True. So, can I, can I see your recommendation? No! No! <laughs> Not happening, bud! Yeah. Damn. Well, thanks so fucking much for coming on. This has been fantastic. Oh, thank you. Great stories and great knowledge and shit. Got deep here. It's the whiskey. The whiskey, the whiskey makes it, I feel like... The whiskey brings out deepness. I don't know what it is. There's a reason why. I was going to say something, but I've been drinking a lot. <laughs> All of that said, I guess we're going to wrap it up, guys. But um, hopefully Ed will be back with more stories and I can pick his brain some more. Because guess what? A couple hours is not enough. Oh, thanks. <laughs> there you go. Thanks so much for coming on. Say goodbye to the, the invisible audience that we hope is listening. So long. So long. Farewell. And ring that bell. Ooh, that rhymed. Bring that bell farewell. Mm-hmm.